0: Welcome everyone to The Score Fantasy Football Live. We're week 13 already. I'm your host Justin Boone, the lead fantasy analyst at The Score. Appreciate you tuning in like every week. We didn't have a Thursday game this week, so that's a little different. We don't have to go over any sort of recap or talk about the fantasy implications of that game, which is kind of nice. That could buy us some more time. To talk about some of your questions a little bit later so that means today we're going to go over the key injuries the stuff that's going to impact your fantasy roster this week um we're going to go over the start sits some of my favorites some of the players i think should be on your bench this week and then i will talk about your questions at the end try to answer as many as i can during the finish there all right let's jump into it here we'll start with the injuries Josh Jacobs so he's dealing with an ankle issue the team was kind of saying that it wasn't serious Uh, he's missed the first two days of practice this week already Uh, we'll see what happens on Friday we don't have the Friday practice report yet Um, we're going to need to see him out there at least in a limited fashion on Friday to have any sort of confidence that he could play this week. And right now even though John Gruden said he had talked to Jacobs earlier in the week and that he thought Jacobs could play they were showing some hope I don't really feel that good about Jacobs going this week. Now, if he plays, sure, I'm going to have him out there. He's a guy that's played through injuries in the past and done it fairly well, but right now I'm kind of leaning towards him not playing, so that means Devontae Booker would get in there, and he's been pretty good. I mean, he's flashed in that complementary role that he's played this year, so he's a guy that's going to be a low-end RB2, high-end RB3 in my rankings if Jacobs is out this week, and then Jalen Rashard looks like he's going to come back as well, so if by chance they fell behind to the jets then maybe richard would get a little more work there but i think it's going to be a pretty positive game script and that's why i like booker in this one or if jacobs manages to play i like him dalvin cook he said that he was worried when he hurt his ankle last sunday he was freaked out i believe was the term that he actually used uh, but he's been practicing in a limited fashion all week mike Zimmer. mike zimmer sorry seems to uh, be pretty confident that he's going to be out there and cook himself seems to be pretty confident that he's going to be out there so the only thing i would keep in mind is that the vikings are 10 point favorites at home in this game against the jags so if they get up early maybe they won't put as much on cook's plate maybe they'll peel it back they'll give more work to Alexander Madison there so uh, that would be one reason not that you're not going to start Cook you're obviously going to have him out there but maybe one reason you could just lower expectations a little bit in this game but I think he's going to be fine and I think he'll be out there putting up big numbers like he always does Uh, Alvin Kamara not much concern that Kamara is going to play or not play here but the reason that I want to bring it up we talked about it on the Wednesday preview show on the score fantasy football podcast is He hasn't been playing as well recently, fantasy-wise. He hasn't been getting as many opportunities since Taysom Hill has been under center. Taysom Hill doesn't really want to throw to the running backs for some reason. So now Kamara's not really getting the passing stats that he normally gets. And Latavius Murray's been getting more work. And they've had a couple games where they've really dominated the games and they've been able to give Murray more work. And I think they're going against the Falcons again. That's who they played two weeks ago. Should be another positive game script there. So I think Murray's going to get... A lot of work in this game, again, but the reason that I wanted to bring up Kamara was he has this foot issue, and he's been practicing in a limited fashion for a couple weeks now. They've been managing it. Maybe that's just another reason that they're going easy on him right now. So another reason why, if you look at my rankings and you're surprised that I have him as a low-end RB1 this week, I mean, he's almost lucky that he's there with what he's done in the last few weeks here, but he still has that ceiling where he could put up three, four touchdowns. So you got to keep him in your lineup, but we're not expecting him to go out there and put up top five numbers or number one running back overall numbers, which is what he was doing earlier in the season. So that's why I wanted to mention that one. And we could talk about the Falcons too, who they're going up against this week. They got a couple injuries of their own. Julio Jones dealing with that nagging hamstring issue, Gurley with his knee. Both of them practiced in limited fashion on Wednesday, and then both of them were out on Thursday. Now, Julio came back to practice today. I haven't seen an update on Gurley yet. I'll keep looking here to see if something comes through, but right now, it looks like Julio's going to be fine. He was talking about he was running around today, didn't have any issues, looks like he's going to play, and if Julio's active, you have to put him out there as a low-end wide receiver one, maybe even a high-end receiver. Wide receiver too, if you're that worried about the hamstring injury popping up, and we know it can continue to be a problem because he's been dealing with it. He came back. He injures it. He misses time during the game. So the risk of re-aggravation is there, but if he's in the lineup, you got to put him out there. Uh, As for Gurley, I mean, him I'm a little more concerned about uh, because it's just so risky with him in this knee. I don't know if he's going to be out there this week, even if he is. I mean, he's a guy that hasn't been putting up huge stats this year. He's a guy that's really been relying on touchdowns and the matchup's not great. They're going against the Saints. So don't really like Gurley in this one if he plays. And if he doesn't play, I mean, Brian Hill, Ido Smith, they split time last week. Now the matchup's a lot tougher. They're just flex options if Gurley's not out there. Uh, another set of teammates we could talk about here. DeAndre Swift, Kenny Galladay. So Swift's situation, it's so strange here because... He got cleared by an independent neurologist. He was in concussion protocol. He got cleared earlier in the week. You think we're good there. But then Adrian Peterson had these weird quotes about how Swift hasn't been the same since that injury, doesn't have the same energy level. And then we find out from Daryl Bevel that it's an illness that he's dealing with. Now they're saying it's a non-COVID illness, but he's still missing practice this week. He wasn't out there on Friday. So I don't think we can be that confident that Swift's going to play this week. So that's a bit of an issue. I mean, there was some quotes from Bevel saying that if he plays, he's going to be more in that limited role that he was earlier in the season. So altogether, I mean, if Swift was out there and he was healthy, we'd have him as an RB1. With all of these concerns, I would bump him down into really like the high-end RB3 range. But right now, I don't even think he's going to be out there and that means Adrian Peterson, carry Johnson. You're not feeling too good about those guys this week. So they're just flex plays if Swift can't go. And then for Galladay, It looks like it's going to be another week without him. He's not practicing. The reports came out that he actually did suffer a setback a couple weeks ago, and we're getting a little more information out of the Lions now that Matt Patricia is not the head coach there anymore. But I don't think the Galladay is going to play. Uh, Danny Amendola might be back this week. He was practicing, so we'll see if he can get out there. Not that he's really going to be a fantasy option for you, but might be able to help the Lions because that receiving core has not been very good while Galladay's been out. Uh, Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde. So it's all about teammates here today. Uh, Carson's been limited. Uh, He has a foot issue, been limited in practice this week. Uh, Pete Carroll made it seem like they're just kind of resting him. I mean, he just came back to the lineup last week. They want to make sure he's healthy. And maybe one of the reasons that they want to make sure he's healthy is because Carlos Hyde, after practicing in a limited fashion on Wednesday, actually missed practice on Thursday. He's got a toe issue there. We know those can be pretty problematic. So I don't know. I don't know if Hyde's going to be out there or not this week. Friday is going to be big for both these guys here. We'll be watching pretty closely, but looks like Carson should be able to go. And for me, I have him as a high-end RB2 this week, maybe even an RB1. If Hyde's not playing this week, I would push Carson up even higher there, probably into my top 10. But with all these injuries in Seattle, it's another reason why you should be looking at Rashad Penny as a guy that you can grab right now and stick him in your IR spot. He doesn't even have to take up a bench spot. You got an IR spot open, you throw him on there, and we'll see if he's able to come back. It's a bit of a long shot, but there's been so many injuries in this backfield that you never know what could happen down the stretch here. Maybe you want to go grab DJ Dallas just in case these guys get banged up and DJ Dallas gets more work again. Uh, it's a team that we want pieces of a rushing attack that they're getting more involved. You know, Russ isn't cooking as much now. They're leaning on the run game a little bit more. So you want to have those backs in Seattle. Uh, Daniel Jones, I know the team has stayed optimistic here and they continue. I got reports today saying there's still a chance that he's going to play. I would be very surprised if he's out there after having the hamstring issue last week. Now, he's not a skill position player like a wide receiver or something. So, quarterback, yeah, maybe he can get out there a little easier with a hamstring issue, but I don't think that he's going to play this week. So, it's going to be the Colt McCoy show. You're going to downgrade all the options in that Giants offense a two attack of Aloa similar spot where the team keeps putting out these reports that maybe he'll be able to play maybe 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 I don't think he's going to go either. I think uh, Fitzpatrick's going to be out there again. And that's a good thing for fantasy because that means that Devontae Parker is going to get up there into my top 15 receivers. We know Fitzpatrick loves to chuck it to him, loves to pepper those guys. Mike Gusecki too. uh, He'll be a starter this week. He'll be a low end, tight end one. So you can get both those guys in your lineup as strong options. Uh, Also Miami, we'll talk about the backfield here. Miles Gaskin should be active this week. And Now, with Matt Breda not at practice today and fumbling away his chance last week, and also with Salvin Ahmed missing practice today, apparently DeAndre Washington is back, but he missed practice earlier in the week, so right now... Miles Gaskins looking pretty good as, you know, that low end RB two again, like he was now, maybe they won't want to give him a full workload in his first game back, but right now it's setting up pretty nicely for him. So I have him ranked there as a low end RB two, and we'll see what kind of reports we get out of there later on Friday. Jerry Judy, Philip Lindsay with the Broncos. Judy has an ankle problem. Lindsay dealing with that knee issue. I'll be honest. I don't have a great outlook here seems like both are trending towards playing. I'm downgrading them just a bit due to the injuries right now. And Lindsey, it's really tough to use him in your lineup the way they have that backfield set up where Melvin Gordon's getting the more high value touches in that backfield. So if Lindsey is limited, if Lindsey ends up not playing, then Gordon gets up into that low end RB2 kind of range. And that's where I had him ranked earlier in the week. And then Judy, he falls out of the wide receiver three conversation. For me, he's more of a, a wide receiver three or wide receiver four, a flex, I should say. And it's another reason to fire up my guy, Tim Patrick. It's like a weekly gag now I keep bringing up Tim Patrick, but I actually do really like him and I actually do think he's a guy that can give you that wide receiver three, wide receiver four value with some upside. And if you want to know more about that, just go look at my waiver wire column from any of like the last three or four weeks, because I've talked about him like every single week. Uh, Nelson Aguilar. So he mispracticed Wednesday, Thursday. I haven't seen whether he's practiced yet today or even if they've practiced yet today on the West Coast. It's an ankle injury that he's dealing with. It's not looking good for his chances. I mean, missing the first two practices of the week, not looking good for him for Sunday. So I would expect more of a rookie Brian Edwards. He'll get more work. Now, whether that actually means more targets and actually more catches, I wouldn't put him in your fantasy lineup, but he'll be the one that'll step into the lineup there. Uh, Hunter Renfro would get more work in that instance, but really you look at somebody like Henry Ruggs and we hope that this can be the chance finally. I know I keep saying it, but the talent is there. It can happen. He just needs more work. So we'll see if this can finally be the thing that really puts him over the top and playing the Jets secondary, that could all also help make it happen as well. Uh, a few more to run through here. Uh, AJ Brown, Jonu Smith, Brown was a DNP on Thursday. He's got a new hip issue here. Don't like seeing that. So let's hope that he can get back out on practice Friday. Otherwise, we'll be very concerned about his availability. Corey Davis, he would get a big bump up into like the wide receiver two territory uh, if Brown can't go. And then the Titans, they're just so banged up at tight end right now. I mean, Jonu Smith and Anthony Ferkser, neither of them have practiced through Wednesday and Thursday. So we'll see whether they can get out there Friday. Uh, Not likely starting a Titans tight end this week, even though they love throwing to their tight ends. Unless we get some really positive news on Friday, I'd be shying away from those guys. Uh, Irv Smith, he continues to be a DNP at practice. He didn't practice Friday either, so I'm not expecting him back this week. That means Kyle Rudolph remains a pretty strong streamer. Keep wanting to check just in case anything's popping up, but we're not getting any news. It's kind of nice the time we do this. It doesn't seem like that much comes through. Uh, Zach Ertz, he should be back. I'm not starting him this week. Uh, Let's see what he looks like first and see if he could perform better than he did early in the season, because early in the season, you didn't really want him in your lineup either. David Johnson, he's also coming back this week. He'll be a fringe RB2, high-end RB3 coming off the concussion. Sounds like he's doing well. It's a tougher matchup with the Colts there. They're getting DeForest Buckner back off the COVID list. So don't really love David Johnson in this matchup. Uh, we got to watch for updates on all these ravens guys now we got jk dobbins and mark ingram they got cleared last week but they didn't play or i guess it was this week because the game went so late actually happened on wednesday it was kind of nice it was my birthday on wednesday and we got a a football game on a wednesday which was extremely extremely rare but um so lamar jackson we'll see if he can get cleared timing wise he should be able to play in that game Uh, mark andrews willie sneed i don't think they're going to be able to clear in time just based on how it all works so I'm expecting those guys to be out this week and then Jackson we don't know even though he can be cleared in time could be a situation like Dobbins and Ingram where they decide just to not to not play him in the game they don't want to risk it or maybe he's not feeling 100% Uh, anything like that could happen so that puts I mean Dez, Bryant in the deep flex conversation. It's really shocking thing to say in 2020, but Des Bryant would be in that deep conversation going up against his old team, the Cowboys, right? Maybe the Ravens will want to help him get a touchdown against the Cowboys there, but I'm also watching, and I mentioned, I'll spoil it. I mentioned him as a stash in start, sit, stash, quit this week. I'm watching Devin Duvernay because if Willie Sneed isn't out there, that means Duvernay could step into that slot role, get a lot more snaps. He's flashed in limited work already this year. Really liked him coming out. And I'd love to see him break out in this game against that Cowboys secondary, even though I, I will admit I traded him away in a dynasty league last week. So that'll hurt a little bit, but I want to see him come through and have a great career. And then the other one to watch for James Conner, another one of these COVID cases, he tested positive, And I think with the timeline, I don't think he'll be able to play and get cleared for week 13, but we'll keep a close eye on that one. And that would mean Benny Snell will be out there as a low end RB two. I think that's it for all the injuries we need to cover here, at least the ones that are really going to impact your lineups. It's possible there's another player out there. Maybe you're in deeper leagues. Maybe there's somebody else that you're looking at. We can move to the start sit section here though. And if there's anyone that I didn't talk about, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. I'll let you know what I think about them this week and their chances of playing or not playing. All right. Onto the start sits here. And like I said, the full start, sit, stash, quick column, that always goes up Friday morning, every week. You can check that out. Tons of players that I wrote up and listed in there. You can look at that. Just going to talk about a couple today. I'm running a little long, so uh, let's just talk about one of each. We'll do one start and one sit because I feel like you probably want me to answer as many questions as I can here. So I talked about David Montgomery and Debo Samuel on the podcast this week, guys that I really like, so I'm not going to go over them again. I will give you a quarterback, Ryan Tannehill. Everybody's talking about Derrick Henry's schedule. I'm trying to trade for Derrick Henry where I can, mostly in dynasty leagues where trade deadlines are still open. But Tannehill benefits from this great schedule as well, right? If Derrick Henry is able to just run all over everyone, then Tannehill's going to have some shots at throwing touchdowns, at putting up some good stats. And we know how efficient that he's been with everybody trying to focus on stopping Derrick Henry there. So Tannehill just keeps chugging along here. I mean, multiple touchdowns in nine of his last 11 games. And the Browns' pass defense, they're not that great. 23rd in football outsiders past DVOA. Uh, I mean, in the last two weeks, they've let Carson Wentz, Mike Glennon. Both those guys have put up pretty good games. Carson Wentz has been struggling. He still put up a pretty good game on them. So Tannehill in my top 10 for quarterbacks this week. We could read the column for more, like I said. And then for sits, we got to do it. Zeke Elliott, it comes down to really what you have here because it's hard to rank him outside of like the low-end RB twos, but hopefully you have a better option because what we're looking at right now, the way this offense is set up, it was bad when Dak left. It was very bad when the offensive line had all the injuries that they had. And now we're looking at this as a situation where they just lost their two starting tackles. One of them wasn't even a tackle. It was Zach Martin who moved over to tackle and that helped kind of solidify the offensive line there. But then both those guys went out last week so now this offensive line is down to second third stringers it's gonna be very tough to trust zeke here i mean you really want to have him out there um in your lineup after you know spending a high pick to get him but right now i mean you look at him as low-end rb2 maybe high-end rb3 at this point in the season and i really really hope that you got somebody else that you can put in your lineup at this point and not have to trust him there uh, all right, let's move over to the Q&A. We're here already. Let's do it. All right, let's see what you got for me this week. At Kyle underscore photo underscore ATX, is it time to start worrying about Miles Sanders? His snap share has steadily decreased since week 10. Could other RBs like Jonathan Taylor, Raheem Mostert, even potentially Devontae Booker outperform him this week and moving forward, heading into the playoffs, he seems harder to trust. Well, I get where you're coming from. Uh, the entire Eagles offense is pretty much hard to trust at this point, but Sanders, I know he had the bad game last week, but overall this season he's performed pretty well through it all, right? Like he had at least 76 yards from scrimmage in every game that he played before that game last week. So I know recency bias makes you want to shy away and feel a little more negative about him, but he's active in the passing game. He can break those big runs. We've seen him do that. And this week he gets the Packers. So you got to like them this week, right? You're going against the Packers. They're giving up the third most fantasy points to opposing backs, including, I mean, in their last few games here, I'm going to rattle some off. 143 total yards to David Montgomery, 114 total yards to Jonathan Taylor, 111 total yards to James Robinson, 68 yards to Jarek McKinnon. Okay, but McKinnon was stepping in as a backup there. 226 total yards to Dalvin Cook. 84 yards to David Johnson, 121 yards to Ronald Jones, and that's just dating back to their week five bye. So this team gives up a ton of yardage on the ground, a ton of production to running back. So you have to like Miles Sanders here. And yeah, is it possible that one of those other guys could outproduce him? Yeah, for sure. I would like most of the best out of that group there that you're picking from, but I would still play Sanders over all of them. And then in week 15, week 16, they get the Cardinals and they get the Cowboys. The one that I'm concerned about, and it's a problem because it's the first week of the fantasy playoffs, is week 14. They got to go against the Saints. So that's one where you might want to look to pivot to somebody else in your lineup. But this week, it's hard not to have Sanders out there going against that Packers run defense. At Charles Hamill 2, what's your feelings on Dobbins this week? I'm playing him in flex over Edmonds. Really like Dobbins this week, assuming he's active, but we think that he's going to be, like I said, he got cleared before the game last week. So you think he should be able to play, Uh, feel pretty confident about him. Because remember, before he ended up on the COVID list, he had that breakout game, right? 85 yards and a touchdown, 63% snap share in that game. So he was coming on as the lead back, which we've wanted to see for so long. And it happened right after there were reports that the team wanted to give him more work down the stretch. So... I think that there's a good chance he's going to step right back in and be that lead guy again and be the back that we want him to be. He certainly looks like the best back in that backfield at this point in the season. So I like him as a high-end RB2 in this one. At Doc Bracken-Reed, confidence that McCaffrey comes back for the playoffs? Mixon, Kittle, Swift, hold Mike Davis? So just a bunch of questions there. We'll try to address all these guys. All right. Confidence in CMC? it really seems like he's going to come back and be fine. So yeah, I like him for week 14 in the fantasy playoffs. He goes right back into your lineup. I would still hold Mike Davis just in case, unless you really need to drop him for something. But yeah, I'm pretty confident that CMC is going to come back and be a a top end running back for fantasy managers. Uh, Mixon, I'm less sure about. Uh, His timeline might be week 15. And at this point, is there really a reason to bring him back? So Pretty concerned there with him. Kittle talked about this on the Wednesday preview show, but Kittle, he's just a long shot. You can grab him if you're desperate for a tight end, grab him, stash him on the end of your bench and hope that he can come back. But even if he comes back in week 15 and week 16, are they going to give him a full workload? I don't know. So it's its not something that you feel great about, but it's a long shot. It's a lottery ticket. And then Swift we talked about earlier. Uh, we thought he was going to be back this week. Now we're not so sure. So uh, a guy that I feel confident in for next week and beyond. This is an illness. He's through the concussion protocol, not really worried about him for the fantasy playoffs, uh, but, uh, worried for about him this week. I don't think he's going to play at Justin, AKA less juice, Taysom Hill and drew Brees owner here. Good idea to stash Jameis Winston in case Hill gets hurt and breeze isn't ready. Stafford rivers, Wentz on waivers. I think that's overkill. Uh, I have, you know, I have, if there's guys like that on waivers at this point, I'm okay just going with them. If you have some sort of injury happen at quarterback, you just pivot to one of those other guys, depending on matchup, uh, rivers or a Stafford or a Wentz, you can get by with them as opposed to using another bench spot and have three quarterbacks from the same team. I I think that's kind of silly. I don't really think you need to do that at Steven Aronson is Duke Johnson droppable with DJ coming back standard league. Uh, We have Murray, Mostert, and Drake. Always depends what you're dropping him for, but yeah, with those backs on your team, with David Johnson back this week, I'm okay with dropping Duke if you got something better. At G underscore unit 27. Hey, Justin, big fan of your content. Appreciate that. I'm just wondering if you think that the Bengals receivers are even worth holding onto at this point since Joe Burrow is done for the year. It's another one where it depends what's out there. It depends what you're dropping them for, who you're picking up. Because they have a couple easier matchups coming up, right? Uh, Week 14, they get the Cowboys. Uh, Week 16, they get the Texans. So I'm not dropping them for Kiki Cutie or something like that. Like, I would need something more off the waiver wire to drop those guys. But if you have solid receivers already and you're not feeling like you're going to be starting any of these guys and there's something good on the wire... I'm not married to holding on to them the rest of the way. Cause yeah, we've seen what that offense looks like now. And Higgins got lucky. I mean, Higgins got that, that touchdown last week, but he's got like 26 and 44 yards, I believe in his last two games. So uh, without Burrow, that whole offense comes down at Dylan underscore Connolly, If Jacobs, Josh Jacobs can't go, uh, is Booker Edmonds or Murray? Who should he go with more generic? When the, there's more to the question here. When the RB one for a team goes out, do you prefer his backup slash handcuff or do you look to other bench options avoiding the downgrade of the backup running back this one's hard to answer in a generic way i know you're asking it that way but it's kind of case by case right in this instance uh, if jacobs is out i would go with booker over murray and i talked a little bit earlier about how I actually like murray this week as well but booker would get the slight edge there I really like the matchup for him and that Falcons run defense can sometimes be a little tougher than you expect if the game stays close, but uh, Evans will be a little bit further down there. So yeah, it would be Booker slightly ahead of him. Um, I'm expecting some really positive game script there for the Raiders, but we'll see at Blitz Wing 91 Latavius Murray or Tim Patrick, half PPR. How dare you make me pick against Tim Patrick here? But I got to go with Murray on that one. Like I said before, I, I do like Murray this week. I think they're going to continue to give him a lot of work and I think they're going to have some positive game script as well there. But, you know, he's, he's splitting where I think Booker would be getting the majority of the work in that backfield that Jacobs was out, going back to the previous question. But here, yeah, I feel like Murray is a little more of a sure thing than patrick but i like them both this week at jerry DeVilla mx what's your opinion on brandon cooks going forward without will fuller and what happens with deshaun watson's fantasy value well i still really like cooks i mean we've seen him perform really well this year you can make an argument that cooks was right up there it was like a 1a 1b situation with him and fuller um, and since the the first month and we always go back it's since bill o'brien was actually let go there but since Uh, Cooks had in week four, he had that zero, zero, zero stat line, totally got blanked off the stat sheet. But since then he's been the wide uh, wide receiver 13 in fantasy points per game over the last seven outings, at least five targets in all those games, 85 yards and or a touchdown in five of those seven games. So he's going to get an uptick in volume. That'll help. Uh, just in case he drops a little bit here because he doesn't have Fuller on the other side drawing attention, the uptick in volume will help counter that. But yeah, I really like Cooks as a wide receiver too. And Watson, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough for him. I mean, he's going to take a hit He's going to fall into that mid to low end QB one range. And part of it's the upcoming matchups too, right? You got to look at his fantasy playoff matchups. He gets the Colts uh, this week, gets the bears in week 14, the first week of the fantasy playoffs. And then the Colts again in week 15 and Indian Chicago, two of the eight worst matchups for fantasy quarterbacks. So it's not a great end to the season here for Watson. And it's going to hurt even more not having Fuller in those games at ill underscore Swayze. Who would you want to pick up early to stream as a safe qb for week 14 i've been burned by cam newton jimmy garoppolo matthew stafford and even drew Brees this season thanks you're welcome i took a quick look in my leagues doesn't look great i think a lot of people already went out and grabbed those streaming quarterbacks maybe a week or two ago thinking ahead to week one of the playoffs here, because I mean, maybe Phillip Rivers against the Raiders, uh, he's only rostered in 35% of leagues right now. If you want to really take a swing and most of the other guys are are rostered in 60 plus percent of leagues. So if you really want to take a swing and you're desperate, you could go with Andy Dalton, a revenge game going up against the Bengals that week. So uh, it's just, it's not great pickings there. It uh, looks like most of the good streamers are already taken, but maybe Rivers. Rivers has finished as a low-end QB1 most weeks. Really ends up in the, the top 15 almost always. And uh, they spread the ball around a lot as long as he can stay healthy. Uh, he'd be a guy that you could lean on if you're desperate. At Anakin Slade, thanks for helping us throughout a tough year, Justin. Playoffs for me now. Would you rather go with a solid D versus a strong opponent, Washington versus Pittsburgh, or a lackluster D versus a suspect opponent, Uh, the Lions versus the Bears. Well, you're more than welcome, you know, helping you out throughout the year. But remember, I mean, it's a two way street, right? Like you guys help me out just as much as I'm helping you out. I love the interaction and everything. So it's been great. You keep fueling me all year long here. So thank you from my end too on that. But for your question, I tend to favor the good defense in that situation because if it's a good defense, you figure they could still get some sacks depending on the quarterback. Some quarterbacks are really smart, but They probably will still get some sacks. There's a chance that the game could turn into a shootout. And in a shootout scenario, that's just more opportunity. I know a lot of points might get put up, but that's more opportunity for defensive plays to get made for strip sacks, all that sort of stuff to happen as well. So that actually could end up being a pretty good thing for you. And I say that too, because I've just been burned a lot going with the bad defenses against a bad offense and hoping that the bad defense is going to be the one that prevails. You can get burned that way. At Sports Caddy. <laughs> Sports Caddy. All right. Another score writer. I think the last couple of weeks we've had score writers. Uh, this one's Anthony uh, Lopopolo, one of our soccer writers. I, why you guys keep messaging me on here, though? You guys have me on, on Slack and on Gchat, and most of you have my number as well. <laughs> you could just text me these questions. But either way, all right, Lopo, we'll answer your question here. Uh, should we bench Kamara for as long as Breeze is out? No. Even though what I said about Kamara earlier, I mean, the ceiling is... A little bit lower now but overall i mean what he could do he still has the chance at that three four touchdown game so the ceiling's still there maybe just the odds of him reaching that ceiling are a little thinner now but you adjust your expectations still a low-end rb1 a high-end rb2 and you got to keep them in your lineup just not that top five guy that you know he was before at brad underscore v55 brad, this just turning into like a, a a party full of friends here now this is brad vandenberg uh, we go way back uh, back to high school growing up in niagara falls together played football together um brad's just a, a great guy all right let's answer brad's question here uh, booner bills versus niners i have both debo and Ayuk. my concern is Ayuk coming off covid will get touches or debo looking like last week although he was held out of practice keep up the good work listen to you and giz every week okay well for anybody that doesn't know uh, giz is james gizzy Uh, he's the lead singer of the Roxwells. the Roxwells provide the music at the beginning at the end of the podcast so that's what he's referencing there good stuff um as for the question it's It's debo all the way you saw what he could do last uh, week putting up that big game i mean we saw it last year when he was a rookie Uh, the guy's, the guy's fantastic. When he's out there, he's a wide receiver too. And the fact that Kittle isn't out there is going to allow him to stay as the wide receiver too there, right? So um, you're not really worried about Ayuk coming in. Ayuk could still put up some numbers, but you're not really worried about Ayuk coming in and really pulling, pulling him back down that far. So I think he's almost matchup proof with the way they use him. They move him around the formation, all that sort of stuff. So uh, Debo all the way there. And that was the final question for today's show. So remember you can find all my fantasy content at the score including my rankings start it's stash quit all that stuff make sure you download the app if you haven't already and if you want come and join me on sunday morning 10 30 a.m eastern the scores twitter account i'm going to take that over and i'll answer as many questions as you guys can throw at me i'll try to get through them all if i can uh, but until then big thanks for all the questions today uh, big thanks for tuning in here and we'll see you next time Sid leave on time my baby Sid Leave on time. Leave on time with me tonight. I said, leave on time.